0: Hey, it's the Rise Together podcast, and today we're diving into the six things that we recommend if you find yourself in a funk, in a bad season, in a...
1: I keep talking over you on accident. I don't mean to, but I was also going to say if your partner's in a hard season.
0: Oh yeah, that too.
1: So if you're going through something difficult or your partner's going through something difficult, how do you navigate that? How are you supportive of them in a really hard season? We're talking about our own experiences with this and what has helped us and what has made it worse.
0: Listen up. Listen up.
1: (laughs) Feels right. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Hollis, and
0: I'm Dave Hollis,
1: and we're married.
0: For like 14 years.
1: And together for 16.
0: We have kids.
1: Four kids.
0: Which is like a thousand kids.
1: We've also been foster parents to four kids as well.
0: We're running a business together.
1: We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. (laughs) But we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life.
0: That's why we decided to do a podcast together.
1: It's called Rise Together.
0: So if you want some tips and tricks on how we... Kind of get through all the things.
1: This is it. Come on down. Here we go. (laughs) What to do when your partner is having a really hard season? Mm. What do you do? This is a question that we had gotten quite a bit from the listeners. My husband or my wife is going through a really difficult season. My my boyfriend's really struggling. What can I do to be helpful in this time period?
0: I like it. I mean, I don't like it because now we got to talk about some serious stuff, but it's important. Yeah. Because we've definitely both been through seasons that were hard.
1: Yeah. We actually figured out... Before we started recording, we talked through, we have both had more than one, but we picked a couple of seasons where I was really struggling and Dave had to walk with me and vice versa. He was really struggling and I had to walk with him. And I think of when we got married, I remember one of my bridesmaids told this story of there will be seasons where uh, you have to carry the other where one of you is going to be stronger. It's like that saying, like footprints in the sand, there's only one set of footprints. And yeah, sometimes you're going to have to give the other person a piggyback ride. It's real. Uh, And you do it because there will be a time in the future where they will have to carry you. So if you are going through a difficult time with your partner right now, if they're really struggling for whatever reason, we came up with the five things that we feel like have most helped our relationship to navigate that
0: five ways to help your partner five ways to stand beside your partner five ways to keep your partner from spiraling
1: yes uh the first thing is grace i was a wedding planner for a very long time and during a wedding ceremony years ago i heard a preacher say grace is giving someone the opposite of what they deserve grace is giving someone the opposite of what they deserve so when you're in a particular time period or someone's done something or said something to you and you're like man they really deserve a piece of my mind they really deserve this they deserve me being mean they deserve me um, shutting them out instead giving them the opposite like asking yourself like what's the opposite of this right now which most of the time you do not want to do.
0: But by the way, like if the person's legit struggling and you come hard at them with what they deserve, I mean, some people might respond to that, but for the times when I really have struggled, I needed needed you to start with grace because then I could be open for anything that might come in the conversation for having established this foundation of, hey, we're in this partnership together. We're going to get through this. Together, yeah. I'm gonna love you even if you don't deserve it as much as you know you might have normally. Together, and 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 it's from that posture that I could become a little more honest about whatever it was that I was dealing with and commit to the kind of change that might actually get me out of the bad season.
1: Yeah. Uh. So the the interesting thing about that is even just having the grace to step back and ask yourself what what deeper thing is at play here? Because I think if you know that your partner's struggling, then it's it's maybe easier to ask, okay, how can I help them? But sometimes we think our partner's just being a jerk. We don't even realize that they need help or that they need love or that they need our support because they're acting in such a way that you don't even realize that's a thing. So just slowing down, and I think any time, Your, your loved one is acting out of character. It, something's different. Something's changed. They're really stressed. They're angry. They're whatever. Those should be cues to you as their partner that something's up.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, and it's also like the things that have presented over time for me. I mean, like I have a very addictive personality. I am an addict. I handle stress or I handle feeling overwhelmed or I handle identity change as it's turning out over the course of this last year plus by reaching for alcohol. I mean I don't anymore, but I I used to smoke cigarettes. I like had to give up online poker. Like like if there's a thing that you can have I just I just have an addictive personality. But the questions that I'm trying to understand when I find myself in a space where I'm doing something that doesn't serve me and I can't figure out how to get out of my own way is why? Why am I doing this? Uh, you know, the times when stuff has presented itself in your season that wasn't great. It's it's a, a, the same kind of thing. Why? Why mm-hmm. am I? Why am I doing? this thing that has me stuck, that has me working against our relationship, that has me working against the kind of dad I want to be. Yeah. And the more time that you can spend kind of digging into that, the better chance you're going to have to figure out how to get out of your way. Yeah. But also, Grace, as a like way in, trying to understand why they're presenting something that looks out of character. Mm-hmm may in fact be the best way from an empathy standpoint to connect with them about what it is that they're going through.
1: Well, I would say from my perspective, when you have gone through seasons of addiction uh, and and we say that about smoking, we say that about gambling, we say that about alcohol is, and this is, I want to, I want to be super honest in that I didn't have this maturity when we first got married I mean, we've been married, we'll be 15 years this May. We've been together for 17 years. So this is definitely something earned over time. But what I have learned in those moments is when I start to get upset, when I start to get angry, my feelings start to get hurt, I'm making it about me. Oh, man. So like that, that is mature. yeah, like when you're struggling, when you have struggled and you're really walking through a hard time, you're upset. Like I know you're upset and you're my best friend and you're my partner and I love you and I know that you're struggling. Me getting pissed will not help any of this. And the only reason I'm pissed is because I'm making your struggle about me.
0: Wow, oh, that's good. And
1: it's not about me.
0: By the way, like when we're at the point where we're diving in and trying to diagnose what the heck's going on and why and whatever the like number one presenting emotion for me is shame. Yeah. I'm ashamed of finding myself in a position where I couldn't keep my stuff together. I'm ashamed of, you know, like there's maybe a little extra dose of stuff with masculinity and the way guys are supposed to be or not be feel or not feel. But if I, if I'm in a place where I'm just not my best I'm making choices that don't serve us. I'm ashamed of it. So yeah. the way that you would receive my confess, hey, this is serious enough that we have to have a conversation about helping me get out of my own way. Yeah. If you did respond with anger or did, like it actually then just goes to double down the old shame Totally. Feeling, right?
1: And I also know that you, and I think that this is most... Men that I know of who are in relationships with women want to be, maybe this is all people, but they want to be her hero. They want so badly to be her hero. And so I know that, again, if I make it about me, if I make it about you, it just becomes something it doesn't need to be. It also slows down our healing process. Yeah. It slows down our ability to get past this and to work on it because now I've just added in an, another hurdle. Like we can't even get to how to fix this because first we've got to start with my feelings are hurt. And, and you know, I, I just said this in another episode, like do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to stick my flag in the ground and say like, well you shouldn't have done this and you shouldn't have done that. Or do we want to take the steps that are going to make us healthier and stronger and Better and get you on the road that you need to be on. Yeah. So um, grace is the opposite of of what you deserve. But I also think having the maturity to stand back and understand that your partner's season is not about you, and when you make it about how it's affecting you, you're not helping them. Yeah. Uh, the second thing that we feel like has been really important is solidarity.
0: In it together.
1: Yeah. It's uh, not
0: a problem that one, one of us person. has. Yeah. It's a problem that we have.
1: Yeah. So um this is in in things in the past that one or both of us have struggled with we have chosen to give up that thing or give up situations like let's say when you were smoking and there were triggers for you in smoking um, and we just it's smoking so bad you guys it's so bad for you and we I was like crazy passionate about like you will not have kids and smoke like this is nuts I,
0: I, I haven't smoked in a long time oh my gosh, just like so public long. service announcement no, high five no. to me
1: but there were triggers like if we went out with our friends if we went to a party there were things that made you want to smoke yeah. so we we committed to giving those things no up more together <laughs> and 10 years later we're still alone um we no we committed to giving those things up because you can't like if one of you can swim and one of you is drowning neither one of you should get into the water it, like if you want to go through life together you just i don't know you we well, that's something maybe not everyone would, would agree with that but we just that's that's when something's serious enough, your partner's struggling badly enough, you got to bring out the big guns.
0: well, I tend to be in in when when I go through a bad season or I'm feeling down or feeling overwhelmed or whatever it might be, I am very all or nothing. I'm very like if we're gonna go and train for this half marathon, let's, let's go hard. If we're going to eat healthy or eat well, let's, let's, let's like really go for it. If we're going to not drink like, Hey, Dave, let's have a conversation. Is this serving you or not serving you? I, it's like, I can't, I have a hard time because I think of like what just kind of comes with an addictive personality. Uh, Moderation is, is hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to say, on a few occasions like hey you know what I gotta I gotta just not drink for a bit and that also means on date night like I I, I used to be I could like oh well I won't drink unless it's you know after this hour on this day and we'll drink if we're and then yeah. I'm like nope because you, you know can what? find
1: rationale for anything yeah because it's with.
0: like a slippery slope for me and I don't you know I want to set myself up for success so What I've appreciated are the times when I've had to say, Hey, I wish I was strong enough to do this by myself, but if I'm not gonna drink, can you not drink with me? And yeah. And I think it's,
1: it's, we're in a season right now where we're not drinking. Yeah. Yeah. We just made, we made the commitment to do it together because it,
0: we got too much stuff to do. There's too
1: much stuff and it's, and there's too much stress and it's a, it's an easy reach for for both of us. Yeah. And so rather than even risk that on any level, we're just like, cold turkey we just don't do it anymore uh and if we both are committed to it it also i think for us it's it's easier to attach that than to something else like if you are going if if you have a similar situation where you as a couple need to commit to that thing like even if what you're committing to is spending extra money like let's say you're saving up to get a house um, so you're gonna commit to not spending what are you replacing it with So it's about solidarity. It's about doing it together, but it's about having a plan for what does this look like? So for us, it is a perfect season for this because we're so committed to health right now. We're training for a half marathon. So it's like we've got other great stress relief set up. Like it's all lined up. Workouts are a great stress relief. So we have something to take the place of that activity of like sitting on the back patio and having a cocktail.
0: Well, I mean, we mentioned it in the health episodes last week. We have upped our makeout game quite a bit yeah. with this healthy eating, no drinking also challenge. So guess what, right? Like if you can look forward to that as a way to congratulate your discipline, rad.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the third thing that we feel like has been really helpful to us is accountability. Meaning, uh, in my own in my own hard season. I talk about this in "Girl, Wash Your Face." I was really struggling with being a workaholic. Like, I don't know that I could have given myself that title at the time, but I worked nonstop, and I, I was starting a business. And I, most entrepreneurs work really hard when they're first starting a company, but I—it started to become an obsession, a very unhealthy obsession, and. In retrospect, I understand that I was working like that because I'm really good at work and I was really struggling as a mom. Like I, I had two toddlers at home and I felt so inadequate as a mom. And honestly, I didn't like it. I didn't, I, I, I've talked about this before, but I'm not, um, toddler years are not my favorite years. I have uh, like, once once you hit four you're my jam. Yeah. Like I, I am the greatest mom for four plus. But <laughs> no, I am. You're and like an
0: app on the iTunes I store. am.
1: And I'm super honest about it. But when when my kids are under four, and yes, I have an under four-year-old right now, it is, it's hard yeah. for me. And I think, by the way, it's if people are honest, it's hard for every. It's, they're exhausting. Toddlers are exhausting. So I was really struggling at home and I was killing it at work and so, I think actually like a lot of dudes, I threw myself into work rather than be at home and struggle with being at home. And then I would get home and I would be, you know, 12 line item to-do list, like I'm going to organize the closets, I'm going to I just never stopped moving. And we had to have a really hard conversation like One of the most painful of my whole life where you had to hold me accountable and not in a mean way, like you were so loving and you were so careful, but you said like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, You know, like you're here, but you're not really here. You're not present with the kids. You're on your phone. And I cried. Oh my gosh. I cried all night long. About that. Yeah. Because I was so... I mean, honestly, I can't think of any way that you could hurt a mom more than to question how well she's doing as a mom, especially when she already feels like she's struggling. But I think that when... It's so easy to be codependent, particularly when you know your partner's struggling. You know, like... Yeah. Letting them get away with living life in a way that they they know is not right, you know is not right, but you let them get away with it cuz you know they're having a hard time.
0: And you can do that up to a point. And we hit a breaking point in that conversation and anytime we've gone through it's like, you know, you've got like okay seasons and then you got bad seasons. This is the bad season. Like when someone's doing stuff and it's not really affecting your relationship it's not really affecting your kids it's not really affecting the way that they think of or showing up for themselves okay but accountability is a requirement it should be part of your vows when you're getting married it should be a thing that you're sitting down and you know doing a little bit of a diagnostic on what's working or not for each of you as individuals and as a as a couple because part of the responsibility i have as your husband and best friend is to point out the times when you might lack a little bit of the objectivity that allows you to be the person that I know you can be, that the kids need and know you to be. Um, and that those conversations are hard. Yeah. Like accountability comes with a requirement to be really okay walking into hard conversations on the regular.
1: Well, and I think you need parameters for how to have that conversation as carefully and respectfully and lovingly as possible because a lot of people come at someone, attack someone, yeah. act like a shrew, male or female, and wrap it up in accountability. Like you you eviscerate your partner and say that you're being accountable. It's no one like, wants no one wants that. Yeah, and it doesn't
0: it doesn't serve the outcome you're hoping
1: for. I think it would probably be helpful if someone is considering, someone's listening to this and like, "Man, I need to have a hard conversation with my partner." The most important thing, I think, is move slow. So when we had to have a really hard conversation years ago about me growing and you kind of staying the same, I spent months praying about that before we ever said anything Yeah, because I knew how hard the conversation would be for you because I knew that it would be triggering. And I just kept thinking, if I don't say this the right way, he will not be able to, to hear it. I mean, leadership in business and relationship and family in anything is not, do I have the courage to stand up and say these words? Leadership is, can I say these things in a way that this person can hear them?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, starting the conversation the way you hope it will end is a, like a really important idea. Right. If you know the way you hope that the person will hear it, receive it, and then walk away from the conversation and can put yourself in that posture to, to meet that person where they can you know think they, they need to be met, but like where they can actually hear it. It's about tone.
1: Like setting the intention. It's about,
0: yeah, it's like it's about tone. It's about pace. It's for me, I tend to acknowledge up front that. I can appreciate how you might feel hearing the thing that I'm about to say. So like almost a little bit of front loading in the conversation. Look, I can appreciate that this may be a thing that upsets you for these reasons. And that is not my intention. My intention here is love. My intention here is partnership. My intention here, it may in fact be accountability. um, But finding a way to say that in a way that doesn't create immediate defensiveness right? That doesn't make it feel like shame has to be a big part of the way that they're going to, you know, like look through this lens wise. Um, but I think I think a little bit of it is, like I said, the way you start the conversation is a reflection of how it will end.
1: <laughs> I think of having a, a, a hard conversation. It's just popped into my head, but it's like cracking a hard boiled egg. You really don't get to the the meat you really don't get to the root you really don't get to the resolve right away so the this the opening of the conversation ends up being you you have to crack the egg first it's like a messy it, it's hard to peel like all of these things as your partner is trying to process what was said and trying to hopefully receive that information without getting to a place of defensiveness or without getting to hurt or without getting to anger. Like you're, the, the first layer is often filled with the emotion that makes it so that they can't even hear the point of what you're trying to say. Yeah. And then you get to the egg white Like, okay, now yeah. I mean, well the egg white's better than the yolk, but and now we're like having it just my point, maybe the egg isn't the perfect analogy, is just that there are layers to it. Sure. And you have to be willing to stay in that conversation for a while. Oh, our our best
0: hard conversations have been hours. Hours. Yeah. I mean, like because like if you're gonna go go like if you're going to go there and you're going to like pick off a scab or whatever it might like go there like really make great use of the time that you're going to spend in an uncomfortable situation Mm. so that you can get the other side of it and, and feel like you got everything that you could possibly get out of it I will say too it took us some time because of having been a little more codependent at the beginning of our relationship to actually create a willingness and a normalness in hard conversations, just being a thing that we do. If you're listening and you avoid hard conversations in part, it's because one, you've built them up in your head as being something that will be an unbelievably harder than you actually think. But two, it's probably because you're just not in the habit of having them. And so I'd really encourage if you haven't had one in some time or haven't like you're not looking to provoke a fight. But just get in the habit of having a, an honest, honest conversation. And it takes the taboo or the weirdness or the fact that you don't have any muscle memory and creates muscle memory that now just makes it easier every time you have to you know, dive in.
1: The relationship of your dreams is on the other side of the conversations you're not willing to have. Oh,
0: my goodness. Someone make a quote card. What <laughs> in the world?
1: It's true. Uh, when we were younger, we would get into arguments and I would shut down and I would leave hurt and I would leave angry. We wouldn't resolve anything. And if if anything, we just added another like reason to be bitter. Yeah. Um and now we're like, "Oh no, we're in this until it's resolved." And the other thing that I would say about having a conversation like this, like if you have to have the accountability conversation, do not this is anything Do not talk about a hard thing with your partner when you're already upset. Oh yeah. Do not bring it up when you're in the middle of an argument. Do not when I have and you have, we're gonna have a serious conversation where we want a great resolution on the other side of it. We come into that conversation on a on a good day. Yeah. You know, we're clear. Yeah. Hey there's something that I want to talk to you about. Do you have a minute? Like not when we're in the middle already of like, you forgot to get, pick up the kids. And then it's like, well, you are bitter. And like, you just like come <laughs> in with something that like, may, you your your bitterness bubbles up and over. And now you're screwed because you're already mad. You're leading with emotion. You yeah, can't, you can't, lead, you with can't emotion. lead with emotion. You've got to
0: lead with an objective, intention-filled head.
1: Yeah. Um, and it may take several conversations to get to the root of what it is you're trying to say but it comes back to are you willing to and and both of you this just can't be one-sided because if one of you is trying to be candid and the other is like still in a place of having their feelings hurt you're in trouble like we really started to grow and like exceptionally as a couple when we both were like okay, we'll have the hard conversations. We'll talk about the things. We'll come to this table again and again and again because we both want the outcome. We both want a great outcome.
0: During this last year, there were two times in particular where I needed your accountability and your vehicle for delivering it ended up being email. And the idea that like you could step away and have the clarity and the time to make sure that your words were the thing that you knew I needed most. I mean, God, they were really hard, hard emails. Yeah. But it's been this year of scaling this business and transitioning identity wise from what I used to be to what I am today has just brought out some not idealness in mm-hmm. my every single day. And I'm sitting across from, one of the greatest motivational speakers in the history of time. And she has found ways to give me exactly what I needed. But if you're a person who does get a little emotional inside of a conversation and can find a way to tee up, hey, I'm going to send you a note. I've thought a lot about this and I'd love to have a conversation after you've seen it. You might consider that too, because it, in both cases, it led to conversations, Mm -hmm. right? But it, it was a primer that had me fully appreciating what she was seeing and how and what she was seeing was hoping that I might take, you know, accountability myself for making better choices. And the
1: decision to write those emails in both instances was because I felt like in that instance, you didn't need a wife, you needed a coach. Yeah. And to me being a coach is saying some things that as your wife, I don't have the courage to say in person, but in an email I can get real fired up on behalf of us both (laughs) and, and say those things. And I wanted you to be able to like, I, I wanted to lay them out and have clarity. And I wanted you to read them hopefully without, without my emotion flooding over and just like read the words
0: oh the first time i read it i was very emotional oh i'm sure but i reread it a few times before i was able to unemotionally or less emotionally come back with a rebuttal or a hey first thank you for loving me enough to push this hard for our relationship uh, and for you know knowing that i can handle A strongly worded no.
1: (laughs) Well, that brings us to the next item on our list, which is leverage.
0: Leverage.
1: Explain what leverage means in this instance.
0: In this instance, it's demonstrating or finding a way to demonstrate the possible consequences of not coming out of this hard season um, in a way that creates a reason for you to fight harder to get out. Um, I mean like the best example is you know us returning from a tough vacation that we went on where I was There's a I podcast was, episode about that. Yeah, yeah. I was not I was not a good camper on that uh, on that trip I was really struggling with feeling unfulfilled at work and that was bubbling over to into how I was showing up as a father and how I was showing up as a husband and partner in this relationship and Ray sat me down and had this prayed about for three months conversation, and uh, and it stunk. But in that conversation, there was the painting of what would happen in our life if this didn't change. If I didn't start making better choices, showing up better for my life, quit you know leaning on the excuses or leaving it as somebody else's problem to fix, and. The questions, were, they were brutal. It was like, if we're still, you know, if you, because basically it was a conversation about growth. Rachel was, and still to this day, has personal growth as the greatest commodity in her life. She values it for herself and for others, unlike anything else. And I was not growing. So I was just stuck. I mean, in fact, I was, I was dying, yeah. right? And so... The question was if you don't commit to growth, if you don't find ways to grow, and I do, well I'm going to just keep moving further away from you every single day and in 3 months we might not have as much to talk about at a date night and in 6 months we might not be making out as much and in 2 years we might not be married. Yeah. And I'd never I had never really ever ever thought about the idea of irreconcilable differences or the idea of like getting to a place where you don't know the person that you're married to. And we were in the earliest stages of irreconcilable differences. And it was terrifying to me.
1: Well, I said it because during that conversation, you kept saying, I mean, I know we're going to be fine. I'm just, I'm having a hard time, but I know we're going to be fine. And I was thinking in my head, like I watch my parents' marriage fall apart. I don't think anyone intends their relationship to fall apart. Some people absolutely are not suited. And some people, it's one thing after another, after another, and you get further and further away until you don't care anymore. You're apathetic. The, you just, it's, it.
0: Fighting for what? Yeah. You want me to fight for this relationship? What is this relationship? And
1: so I remember you saying that and I was like, I need to paint a picture for him because I could already see that future. I could see a time two years from now because it wasn't just about my growth and you not growing. It was, you were starting to resent me for moving away from you and i was starting to resent you for resenting me. Mm. So it was like this is leading nowhere good. So i said it and i i was like it was so devastating to you. Yeah. And
0: i like i like you.
1: <laughs> I like I'd you like too. to stay
0: married to you. Agreed. <laughs> uh
1: so i think that there is um it wasn't again i can't i can't emphasize enough it wasn't hateful. It wasn't Mean. It wasn't like da, da 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 da. It was like, with all the love in my heart, this is what is gonna happen.
0: I was on a podcast recently, and someone asked me, "What is your like best memory of Rachel's love showing up?" And I told the story. This, like, yeah, there's plenty of things that like also are love, but this, a, a willingness to be. An accountability partner, the willingness to create that kind of leverage conversation was the like personification of your want for this relationship to work. Yeah, and it sucked, but I'm grateful for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, do you guys have the leverage that you need? Does your person your person in this season understand? And not in a mean way. Maybe they do, but. Do they get what the consequences are of not making change?
0: Yeah. No one no one is getting married thinking that they can get divorced. I mean, maybe some people are, but most people aren't truly entertaining it as a possibility until you are past a point of no return. Don't take for granted that your great relationship today can go away if you aren't willing to address the things that could knock it off course.
1: Yeah. Uh, If you want to listen to that episode, by the way, it's episode 11 of the Rise Together podcast. If you want to hear all about that conversation, that really hard summer. um, And I'm sure you're interested you can go check that out. Uh, Something else that I just thought of, and this is a great thing when you're going through a hard season, and I'm 99% sure this is Gretchen Rubin's quote, um, is... Act the way you want to feel Mm. act the way you want to feel um i hate the term fake it till you make it the only time that i think that it comes in really handy is with the emotion that you want to feel it's like if you forced yourself right now wherever you are listening to this if you force yourself to start laughing you gotta you gotta just start laughing 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 within a 20 seconds you're actually laughing yeah if you force yourself to you know you're coming home from work and you're really tired and you run into the house like a clown and you act silly and you act the way you want to feel coming in the door to your children i promise you within a few minutes you actually start to feel happy if you force yourself to smile you start to feel like it's just a scientific chemical thing act force yourself to act the way you want to feel And when we have walked through difficult times, we will remind each other of this all the time. Like, hey, that was a hard conversation. Sometimes when you have a hard conversation the night before and you wake up the next day, it feels a little bit like you have an emotional hangover.
0: 100%. Like you're
1: tired and it's hard to get going and you're feeling all those feels from last night. Even if you work through it together and you're okay as a couple, you're still emotionally down and so we will just encourage each other to act the way we want to feel. Yeah. Like put on some music, dance around, get your heart right because it's so easy to fall into the monotony of negative day, pessimistic outlook, feeling sad, feel like those those are things you can reach for really easily if you don't fight to do something else.
0: That's real. I like that.
1: Our last thing We're just going to be broken records. Health. Health, you guys. Health. uh, A couple episodes ago, we did a podcast on health, and your health as a person is so essential to your health as a couple.
0: I think, I mean, you've said it a lot, so I hate stealing your lines, but like moving your body and doing something hard is training your brain that you can do hard things Amen. and if you're in a hard season and you're able to manufacture a little bit of proof that you are capable of pushing yourself to do things that you could not yesterday do you will convince yourself that you can get through this hard season
1: absolutely uh i think the the beyond just Knowing that you've accomplished something physical, I think just the chemical, right? So like the endorphins that are released, it lowers stress. Like it's so good for you. And so fighting for, for that health, go back and listen to a couple episodes ago as we talk about how we've navigated that as a couple, whatever that looks like to you. But if you're going through you or your partner going through a hard time, you better be getting your workout in.
0: Also, when we work out, we get naked more often. <laughs> and if you're in a hard season, sometimes you need a little.
1: You need, you need some booty.
0: You need a little booty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because I honestly, like, hey, let's be real for a second. Like, Sometimes, even when you've got emotional stuff that you need to work out together or things you need to get through, but you can have a good makeout session, that that helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. For sure. So if you are if you're walking through a hard season or your partner is going through a really difficult time, we just want to encourage you right now. The strongest couples did not come out of their mother's womb that way. They did not just they don't, they're they not just magically stronger than you are. They have been forged in the fire. They have come out stronger than before.
0: If you also find yourself now, or just, you know, anytime in your recent past, come out of having been in a hard season, you are not alone. Oh. Every couple, literally every couple, goes through uh, seasons where one partner is stronger than the other and vice versa. Like it's just, it's just a universal thing. So maybe there's some you know, strengthen the solidarity of it being a thing that you're not going through by yourself.
1: We went to, we had a couple's dinner a few weeks ago with like what, six different couples maybe? Yeah. And we went around the table and everybody had to say they're high and they're low, right? Mm -hmm. They're high and they're low of the last 12 months. Yeah. And what was so amazing is all these different couples, different careers, different seasons, older, younger, all the things, Every single couple, at least one member of the couple talked about how hard it is to have a great thriving marriage, like life and kids and work and every single couple talked about it. Like the couple that had been together 30 years, the couple that had been together four years. And I just thought that was such a beautiful like reminder that if you're going through a tough time, everybody else is too. Yeah. Everybody is too. So beyond the work that you do together, I hope that you will fight for having a community of other couples that are committed to the same values in a relationship that you guys are.
0: I also, to the men who are listening, want to acknowledge that it has been harder and it's less hard today than it was before, but harder for me to feel like I can bring up struggle without feeling shame, without feeling like somehow I'm not as manly a man for having to acknowledge that I am dealing with problems and uh, not acknowledging them, guarantee that they will not get fixed, they will not go away. Uh, Being in relationship with someone who cares about how I am, who I am, how I can be a better person tomorrow than today requires that I am comfortable sharing the stuff that isn't working well, that in partnership, she might be able to come alongside and be with me through this thing. Your problem is not your problem. It is your collective problem as a couple, and if you are not sharing what that is with your partner,
1: there is no way you're gonna be able to get out of, your, out of your funk out of your own way.